want to know what a zero wrote in his family's receipts. There's no fucking money. You're supposed to be earners. That's why you got the top tier positions. So each one of you go out to your people on the street, crack some fucking heads, create some fucking earners out there. Welcome back for all of our people that have been tuning in. For those that are new, this is Good Earners reviewing The Sopranos, where we talk about family, finessing, finances, and feelings in the world of Tony Soprano, bringing a new perspective, a fly perspective, and how could we forget a black perspective? Spike, what mm. up with you, bro? What's going on, Mo? Good Earners back in the building. Yes, sir. We are here and we are at a pivotal episode. Boy, I well, can't. If you ever wait. needed a black perspective on the Sopranos, <laughs> this is the episode, my nigga. Boy, yes, I couldn't wait. Sir. Yes. Spike, you want to give us the synopsis of this episode? Absolutely. In this episode nine, I believe, a hit is a hit is a hit. I added the extra hit, but we I do think it's learn. 10. I think it's 10. episode 10. Excuse me. We do learn what a hit is we see the guys go and pull off a normal hit in this world in the very beginning we also see tony struggle mm. to fit in with some of his vanilla white friends and we also see christopher take a dive into the music business and try to support his girl we see how that turns out this is episode 10 of the sopranos a hit is a hit yes sir let's get into it spike Mm, let's do it man first first scene as i mentioned man we had the guys pussy paulie christopher they're going in and they they rob raul or juan or whatever the dude name is. <laughs> and uh they, they pull a score mm -hmm. uh and then it's a lot larger than we thought it would be pause yeah uh first scene was really in and out mo what'd you think about the guys pulling a licking uh pause on that one too man uh <laughs> no no nah, seriously though um I, I, i'm kind of curious too how did they come up with this scam uh it looks like it's a fake refrig refrigerator situation at least that's the disguise when they're getting into this hotel um but there was a few things that stood out to me i think that this was the moment that i think they really wanted to establish paulie's menacing uh part of his personality um I think a lot of times people there's a there's a thing and I've I've been on YouTube there's this thing about why Paulie could be the most dangerous one of the crew because they call him psychotic and they got they go through like a list of things of why they Paulie's psychotic. This moment right here was so crazy cuz he was the dude was like okay I'll stay out of port Newark. He's like okay I'll send a message. This that message was already sent. So he capped him saying like mm -hmm. nah it already been sent. This it. I thought that was so menacing, bro. I, I was just oh, like, really? I, I didn't even remember Paulie being like like this. Like, that's crazy. Straight to the head, bro. Mm. Um, it mean, lines up for Paulie for me. I always look yeah? at Paulie because of his old school mentality. Mm. I'm not sure if I would have classified it as psychotic or menacing before. Yeah. And not to say that it's wrong. It's probably just because I've watched it so many damn times. And, you mm -hmm. know, Paulie's 
on the other side of it, he's the lovable old Uncle Paulie. So yeah. I, I get what you're saying, and it's a mm -hmm. great oxymoron as well. But mm -hmm. no, I didn't take that as extra menacing. I just took this as something Tony had to up on. He got the dude, and they did their job. Mm. I guess because they're in a hotel, it's kind of it just feels sloppy a little bit. Like I, almost like, I mean, I guess you got to get it off. But I guess it's like with camp. I mean, I don't even know. Cameras might not be the same. The nineties, yeah. You like, know, it's a, it, but it's dress yeah. up. Nobody seen me. We in the mob. Yeah, Nobody's gonna say kind of. Yeah, it's just but gonna I, ride. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, Big P, he he says crackheads and their small bills. <laughs> I just I thought that was kind of a nod to like not just crackheads, but like black people, drug dealers, uh, you know, low hanging people that sell kind of lower in their Definitely. tiers versus them with the getting the big bag right here. Uh, is this a form of drug business that they got this? Because the guy, he Paulie makes a joke about. Uh, like Pablo Escobar or whatnot, but like I, I was picking up the scheme, but I kind of got lost for a second. Was this? Did they get this off of like a drug business? Because I try to figure out where did all this cash come from? Because it's bills, and they don't seem like they normally get this type of finesse with like actual physical cash. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looked like they robbed the stash house on the right day. It feels like oh. that Tony has some insight on. Juan Valdez mm -hmm. and you know what was going on and it seems like to me that you know they just had the ups on them that okay. particular day knew they sell drugs may have been in their neighborhood or whatever probably been watching them itself it felt like a scheme that they had set up thought it was going to be a little score and it ended up being a rather large score that's okay. what I got from it. okay okay yeah, gotcha. I feel like it was a come up all right next we got Tony and Dr. Kuz, <laughs> Kuz. Dr. Kuzumano. He gives him a box of Cuban cigars. Mm -hmm. Kuzumano worries about the legality of that. Mm -hmm. Tony says, come on, man, the cigars. Also gets the call from the guys during this time, letting them know that the Juan Valdez hit is done. Yes. Do you fuck with Dr. Kuzumano? Nah. Was it now, this episode? This episode, I'll, yeah, I'll, this I'll, off the rip. I, I can't wait till we get to the the blending of the Italians and the whites because mm -hmm. it, it's it's very enlightening. But you know, Cools at this point, I, I did like him. Like if we're just going in the in real time at first watch and all that, I was liking him. I'm like, man, this dude's cool. He kind of know what's going on. Like he got an idea. Tony's been on the news, or he's seen some of these mob guys around the house or whatnot. He seems cool, and and but I what I catch here is this immediate allure that he's catching. He likes this idea; these are illegal, and and Kuz, he's like, I could live with this. Like this is illegal, but they're cigars. I kind of I'm, I'm getting that secondhand mob mob that lifestyle touch that we talked about with Artie when he was you know in the restaurant. Like I feel like right here, Kuz is having a moment where he kind of like, okay, they are cigars. So what? Like who's gonna lock me up for cigars? You know what I mean? Ooh. So I, I think he he wants the the uh, uh, a taste of it, but he don't want to be in it or of any sort. But what did you gather from this cigar exchange? Yeah, Kuz is looking for a thrill, as we saw mm. throughout the rep rest of the episode. He's trying to be a moth, not fly too close to the flame, mm -hmm. but close enough to maybe sure he still gets some of the light uh, or the heat from the light. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. think that he wants or has any interest in Tony's lifestyle. But again, mm -hmm. he's my neighbor. I get to look without touch. I feel like okay. that we'll get to it later on. The the 
well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, just look without touching, almost a zoo like aspect or something. Like oh, that. that's what I got from it. Oh, dang, right here. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. with, with how he looks at Tony, like they look at Tony like a spectacle. Oh, okay. And later on, okay. I think later on, it was, I guess, great cinematography, or if this is what they were trying to relay. But mm-hmm. when Dr. Melfi was having dinner, just to skip ahead a little bit there, mm-hmm. and you had the growling. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a, a zoo exhibit, like how people go to the zoo. Oh, oh there's his house. Wow. Oh, he's making noise. Oh my God! And she kind of hid oh. behind. Like Yo. I felt like that. I felt like that. That's what they were setting up there, like making Tony like this exhibit. Wow. So this is so you feel this is a little different than how he's been looked at on the other side when Melfi is having the dinner with her family on a previous episode i think down neck where mm-hmm. they're kind of looking at him because i know we talk about you say people well he's charming people kind of like the um to be around him in some kind of form gain whatever they can gain with not necessarily being interested but right here you think this whole episode is just a total different flip on it like a spectacle like we don't really respect it we just we're just spectators. We like to look at it from the outside, basically. Like, yeah, it's it, like a movie to them. Yeah, like I, I feel uh, like it's a movie or a play or something that rich white people, oh, we can look at it. We don't mm. touch it, you know, s- stuff like that. Because uh, again, these aren't as we learn later. They ain't like squeaky clean people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying they got their little white collar shit going on. They just don't mm. fuck with what Tony does. Mm. You know, so. Okay, so they look at that like the lower drug dealer, like. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like y'all are, yeah, exactly. Nickel and what is it, nickel and dime? Whatever nickel. pussy said. Yeah, about them. You know, how they look at Tony. And we get the invitation here of the golf game. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Tony, he just does regular golfing with his boys on an open public court, which was weird to me because they got money. You would think they would have some kind of membership or at least lean on somebody to get, but they just, I guess they don't they like the it same. enough. I imagine. No, no, not the same class of people. The the some of some courses or golf courses like you you have as much money as you want you just can't get in like they have memberships so you can't play the mafia, course. How they yeah, go exactly? Which that, is why yeah some of them may not want Tony in there. They be like, okay, everybody knows what he does. We don't want that stain uh, on our club. Okay, like it's for doctors, it's for lawyers, it's for okay. prestigious councilmen and people around the city. Tony Soprano is a member, and they like it kind of brings the value of their club down. Mm. And leaning on them, they'll probably start losing membership, and it wouldn't even be as valuable at that point. To yeah, and who knows what kind of racket he gonna run once he get in? There. Ah, okay. Who okay. knows what, <laughs> what he oh, gonna be exposed to? Right. But the guys celebrate the score, man, and they have, hang out with their gumas. Mm-hmm. Um, Paulie gets a compliment on his horse dick. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was wild, dude. That was nuts. <laughs> we could keep it zooming, but boy, I just yeah, yeah that's crazy. Move it on that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris leaves. No guma for him. He's going to spend the night with his baby, Adriana, mm-hmm. and they're going to celebrate together. Can you take anything from that? Hey, man, Chris got him one. What are we talking about right now? Like, like she, she's arguably the finest chick on the whole show. Arguably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We can get down to later on. Maybe AJ, his girlfriend, later down the road. Uh, yeah. But like did you take anything from him just not hanging out with the fellows? Oh, actually, probably wanting to go hang out with Aid. Mm-hmm. Like, did that start the breadcrumbs throughout the episode for what he was trying to do for Adriana? Mm. Uh, you, like trying to make their relationship. Yeah, I, 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 
I, I don't know if he. I, I think Chris is still trying to figure stuff out. You know what I mean? He was writing the script on on the last episode, Legend of Tennessee Montesanti. I think he's really, you know, trying to get something going here. He he's trying to be a big dog in his own kind of way. I mean, he already got the score, so I already impressed the guys. Now I got to impress my woman. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's kind of a part of it. Um, what did you think about the statement that Tony made about this business play? What we should do with the money, basically, like you know, investing this into a business and then washing it. What What did you think about that? I thought that was really very new school in comparison to maybe like how the old guys used to run it. I think it was him being insecure about how Kuzumano was treating him, as we saw throughout really? the rest of the episode. Yeah, I think that he felt like. He knows that that's the thing that he has to do to get into that lifestyle. Like, you got money, but you ain't got that type of money, not clean money anyway. So, I do think that that's, like, the turning of a leaf. New school, 100%, like you said. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, I want to do something else, start legitimizing my money, maybe even play with the idea of hanging out with other people um, to be successful in that world as well. Okay. That's a, that's a great pool. Uh, Paulie says this could be the end of the Rico as far as far as we know it like so is the Rico case dropping here is that what we're to believe he just it was like a, a not even a matter of fact but a passing thought like are, the, the Rico is it getting dropped is it lowering right here when he said that I was just trying to figure I that get, I, I don't know okay. I missed it okay that maybe we'll, we'll continue and see what yeah I missed that definitely all right, so from there, Chris and Aide had their night out, Broadway place, center seat, <laughs> Crispin and big money. Yeah. And they go get a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. I guess this was in Brooklyn or some, some predominantly black place in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they're they there. They're waiting on a burger. Chris yells out a couple of offensive things. Uh, people <laughs> wonder why he has the audacity. Mm-hmm. Black cop comes and tells the rapper Massive genius that mm-hmm. we're introduced to that Chris is a part of the Soprano crew mm-hmm. and this leads massive genius to want to reach out to Chris to do some business Yeah, what did you think about Chris in the black ambiance right here his yelling stuff out Abe being embarrassed how did this scene play out for you uh, it was so much here for me uh, first off I, it's always an interesting to me with Chris because he's even he's even a newer generation than Tony so I feel like he always could function if he had to collaborate with black people we remember a scene earlier we had the black dude uh Uncle Junior went and got the money from off his his block with the you know black drug dealer that he ended up whooping when he had the cast on his neck and then even seeing him operate here and then we'll we'll play out the rest of this episode with massive genius but I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. He's like, what welfare check do I got to cash to get a burger here? You know what I mean? Like, he was feeling himself crazy. And I thought it was interesting how they went to, I guess, this opera. And, and they were going to go Broadway out to the play. Broadway play. And they, but they're in the hood getting these burgers. I think that is so realistic about getting good food from these hole-in-the-wall spots to be packed out from sunup to sundown. I did think, though, when the police officer said uh, he he he's with the Tony Soprano crew, he got a little pool or or whatnot. That, that just felt like such a reach to me. I, I I just felt like that line was such a reach; it didn't fit to me. Hmm. I think they needed a reason to show that why Chris was acting like that. But I will say that I agree with you, and my thought for it not landing is that 
we're not East Coast guys. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really know how that kind of, that interaction would go. Maybe that is the respect that they get on the East Coast when they mafia affiliated and shit like that. I don't think that it I know it didn't trickle down to where I grew up at. If he were doing that in a spot um full of black people in Nashville, he'd have got his ass whooped. Oh, it don't yeah. matter your affiliations or nothing like that. What about Indianapolis? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, it start escalating. In the hood spot. Like, it probably start escalating. They probably, hey, bro, what's, hey, bro. I'm th- I know, like, if there was like a little chicken wing spot in the hood, and he walk in there, who welfare check? I ah, bro, like nobody from the play with you in here, bro. <laughs> that is wild. You know, I, we gonna see you on about your day, buddy. Everybody, yo, Fuck yo, dude, you dude, and dude Tony must be, Soprano, homie. Yeah, <laughs> right. You do must exactly be special or something. Uh, but again, that's on the East Coast. They know mm-hmm. how the mob works and shit like that, so it may be different. Uh, another thing, um. Adriana really dissing Carmella. So she has no interest in being a housewife here. No, I'm new age. Okay. Okay. I get that. I get the new age old age. Okay. I, yeah, okay. Because I was, I, was, I was like, I mean, isn't and Chris, that- Chris says Carmella always had a brain, but what did she use it for? Dang, that's a, that was a crazy line right there. Yeah. I still don't know if it even paid off. And I ain't spoiling nothing, but I still don't know. And then it was like, she has a brain and she just works out all day and she's with her stretch marks and stuff. I'm like, she ain't that much old. Like, hey, y'all got to relax. Yeah, they was, hating <laughs> they was got definitely the hating. Hating. You got into the hating territory. Do definitely. you think Do you think Massive Genius was out of pocket, though, talking about your girl, your girl, which is she embarrassed? Like, no. No? I got money. I got my niggas <laughs> with me. You're like, nigga, about to shut your little dusty ass up. You're embarrassing your girl in here, nigga. Have some class. <laughs> I, I like thought, that. I like that a lot. I, I I did like it. I was just, just like, man, bro, who are you talking to, dog? Like, don't tell me about what you my nigga in here playing about my welfare check and all this <laughs> shit, nigga. <laughs> I'm gonna give my security smack you up a couple times in front of your lady. Right. He but said, no, I think it was a good. Bokeem Woodbine did a good my job. My guy. Yes, he did. Um, underrated black actor, by the way. Um, but what did he mean when he said? What he said the statement: "Bold men make bold statements," and then he said, "Uh." You mean a, a, I'm here for a burger, not converted rice, or some line like that? I was like, "What does that mean? Like, what is?" I think it was like a Muslim joke. Or something. Oh, that's what it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a Muslim joke. It had to be. This, converted okay, rice. Yeah, I can see that. Like a Muslim joke or something. I missed it too because I was like converted rice, but I had it had to be a Muslim joke. Okay, had Chris. Chris is a wild. Hope boy. I'm not being racist by saying it. Yeah, Chris is definitely a wild boy, man. He no, he don't have. He ain't grounded enough to move <laughs> up like he need to. He just caused too much trouble. We've seen it two episodes straight. Mm-hmm. Like it almost seems like they are painting a picture for us to expect something to happen to Chris because of his temper or mm-hmm. because of how he handles himself in situations. It's like he never he never really just like has any tact. It's like always just reckless. Yeah. So I don't know if we should expect something to happen to him. Or maybe they were expecting something to happen to him before the season ended up and they were setting up for that. It kind of seems like that. It did. As we yeah. watched for me. Like they yeah. were setting up for us to be like, well, he always had a hot head, you know? So Yeah, man. Boy, I'm glad they didn't. Mm. Spoiler alert, Jesus, Maurice. <laughs> I mean, at this season. <laughs> right, right. All right. Massive genius invites them to to a party, wants to do business, has something to discuss with Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris and A go to the party. They discuss business. Massive genius tells him that Hess stole some money from him. Mm-hmm. So he wants to go collect his royalties. Chris sets up the meeting. Mm. Anything sir, jump out to you here? 
So I just I just remember when I first watched it. I I I think I think a part of this I was thinking like okay maybe this is like an impression of like Dr. Dre, uh, but I remember when I first watched this I really thought genuinely he was trying to do business but now I really well I find out later it wasn't re- it was about the business with Hesh that we'll get to and that was all it was about but I thought it was like a double play when I first watched it like oh maybe he is trying to scout talent type situation I'm gonna get in your pockets we're gonna collaborate on this this these musicians and do this but. I I realized that wasn't the play at all. Right. Okay. Spoiler alert. Just a little side note here. This ain't is this the same character? And what I, I can't even remember now. Is this the person who paid to get shot in the ass? No. That's Trex. Sure was. Okay. I couldn't. All black people. No, I'm just trying. <laughs> oh, all you black people look alike. We all look alike, though. We look. I know somebody <laughs> loving that right there. Yeah, somebody's a, a Larry. That was a fly Larry. house, though. Fly house. Uh, I know. We <laughs> yeah, fly on. house. Fly party. He carried himself well. Oh, I like. Man. I, I love this guy. Oxymoron of not the over aggressive gangster rapper. I got mm-hmm. a degree in social planning or whatever mm-hmm. it may be that he said. Like, I loved it. I like his oh, whole yeah. persona. On him. Whole persona. I got a hot take later down the road, uh, and I do like the the like. I, I I feel like people don't like this episode as much. But I, I ain't gonna say because it's a black guy because there's black people, but there's this weird thing where people talk so badly about a hit is a hit, bro. Like I hear this all the time. Like, oh, this is the worst episode. They put it like top five worst episodes. And I can see that though. I can see that because it's it's really it's outside. It's way it's outside. Way outside of, of it. Yeah, like it ain't. It ain't a lot of good Tony stuff. Okay. It ain't a lot of good doctor. Like the they didn't play none of the hits in this. We didn't see Junior. Okay. We don't know what's going on with that. Olivia wasn't there. Like I, I, I do. I could one hundred percent hear someone say, "Man, you just wasted my time with this episode." Mm. I almost it, feel like. I, well, go ahead. My bad. It, I don't. I don't really feel like it pushed a lot forward. It just gave us a little insight into something yeah. on the side. Yep, so, I agree. I agree I with that. that. But I, I think from a black standpoint. I just wait till I get to the hot take. I just wait till okay. I get to the hot take. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Chris and A, they leave the party. Chris is going on and on about he's the real OG. <laughs> How is that dude OG? And that's, that's such a funny take to me. <sighs> I feel like the people, not only white people either, like black people do this. Like they try to look for the tweaks in the arm of like famous mm-hmm. gangster rappers or mm-hmm. Even supposed tough guys. Oh, he's not that tough. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel mm. like that's what Chris was doing here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's weird because it's this thing where Chris, he, you know, like you said, he's calling himself gangster, but he wants to be called that. He wants to be acknowledged that way openly versus black people that will be gangster don't want to be so out loud with it in. you want to quietly like a in. jay prince you want to kind of quietly know yeah i'm the boogeyman you know mm-hmm. it's this weird thing with chris he's he likes he's flashy he likes the attention the reputation all in your face like he just that's just his thing i almost it, it's i feel like it's very reminiscent i know they didn't i don't feel like they built his character reminiscent of john Gotti, but it's very reminiscent of john Gotti. Where yep. he's like, I need y'all, I want y'all to know, like, this is, I'm making, I'm making. Chris is my, a new generation gangster. He yeah, was new. He was the new generation like Gotti, and that's what they were calling Gotti. So that's a good, good pool. All right. So Tony comes home in the middle of the day. Carmen invites him to a barbecue. 
She knew the answer would be no, but she still asked. Mm -hmm. Tony's still in a good mood. He changes his mind, says he wants to go. They talk about what to do if something happens to Tony because Carmella's worried about, not worried, but concerned that they won't be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Did you get anything more from this? I'll tell you what I was impressed by and throw it to you of how she's always able to read Tony. Mm -hmm. Like even without knowing about the score or the lick or anything, she could just kind of tell by his mannerism, a little sly smiles. She's like, did you hit a score? Mm-hmm. I think that that was really interesting. And it goes again to what we've commented on about the connection that Tony yeah. and Carmella have. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, she she's great at that. I love the multiple choice line. <laughs> it's a great line. Yeah. There. That's funny. It was. So, so this is good. I, I will say I like I just I like the hopefulness that Tony had. This is the stuff that us for new fans, I imagine when you're watching it, you're cheering them on for a change later on. For us that already know how it goes, this was very early. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, you, you you know, like the black people that sell drugs or whatever, like you sell dope, get out the game. You know what I mean? This is where we're thinking like, okay, the play is being built. Obviously, we'll find out otherwise. But at this point, him saying, maybe, you know, maybe we can do something different. So interesting thing. Interesting. I agree with that. All right. From there, uh, eight approaches Chris about funding a band with Richie Santini. Yeah, she screwed back in the day. What a way to minimize him, bro. Uh, she says, Great line. That's perfect, Christopher. This is Christopher was great this episode. Yeah, yeah he was. Regardless, it's been a top five episode, bottom five. He was really good. Um, but she does approach him about starting a band. Chris listens to the demo, he wants to support his girl. Let's be music managers. I'll let mm. you take the lead on this. I get to dress you up because I like doing that. Mm. Uh, were you uh, or are you? You spoke about this earlier. What do you think about Adriano's career goals? She's young. You know, she's cute. She in her 20s. She's young. Her man got something going on. He's building towards something, trying to get made. He's doing something. You know, her, she's a waitress, you know, but she has aspirations. It, it all lines up and it makes sense. And, and you know, women are tastemakers of music. So I, I, I can I can see that. But I think what's interesting when she brings up, you know, the the, the Richie guy or, or, or whatnot, the band, uh, this is another slight moment to show us like the separation from like white and Italian. You know what I mean? Because he's not into that at all. But it's still like, okay, well, let's see about the, and and I'll speak more to it later. But it's like this episode, I, I I like it so much because it showed me. I'm like, oh, there is different white. I used to lump all white people into the like same category. You white, you know. But this <laughs> episode, whites. I promise you, bro, it changed my whole like mentality on like, oh, it's not just white. You're Greek or oh, you're. You know, I'd never thought that way ever until I watched this episode. Uh, so, but I think it's just a great way to show like how he don't like the rock music. So it's really showing that I look white like the rest of the white people, but I'm Italian. I don't mess with this type of music. Another way to show these division lines on this episode. Yes. And I do think that they do a good job of that. They did it in the Columbus episode of how mm-hmm. Italians quote feel slighted. Mm-hmm. Um but I do like that he supported this girl. I like that he's mm-hmm. wanted to have a dream. He's not standing in the way of that. He may be hesitant about it, may not wanted to do that, but he ain't like, okay, you can't do this. If you want to do it, I'm fucking with it. I like that part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we see the sit down. Massive genius gets to meet Hesh. Mm-hmm. Um, they discuss royalties from an old record. It's old to his grandma, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And he asked Hesh for 400K. 
Hess goes into this spiel <laughs> about Jews being the white man's nigger before. Go ahead. That no, that was late. Wasn't that later? That was like now. Yeah, that was later when they was on the. Oh, that's all in this scene. You're right. You're right. It's all in this scene. I'm still at the uh, the ranch, but yeah, go ahead. My bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he tells him that Jews were the white man's nigger way before we. <laughs> oh. You had bones in your nose and paint on your faces and chasing zebras. Oh man. Uh, how'd you yes, feel about Hesh after this? Come, come on, Hesh ain't lying, but I just, I really, this is why I, I hate when I hear lines like this, because people love to do that thing where they be like, oh, uh, with us, my people have suffered. You're absolutely right. Jewish people have suffered uh, tremendously as well, if not more. However, how did y'all come out on the end? How do we come out on the end? That is my issue. Always. It's like, okay, all right, Hesh, we get it. You're right. But how do y'all come out on the end? And how do we come out? That's mm. where we don't nobody ever talks about that part. So we got there, I was just like, I definitely rolled my eyes, like, here we go with this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But but man, I love uh I love his goons though. Like I love uh, his Massive Genius. His massive genius. Okay. Yeah. Like like I love I hot take. I'll, I'll throw it here. I think he could have legit went to war if he had to. He would have lost Ooh. because of how deep massive Ooh. genius, massive genius. Oh. Like mm. he would have lost overall because Jersey's connected to New York. Like he nowhere, no way near having enough men. But I think from like up in here, we having this Jersey battle kind of like raising Canaan type of deal. I think he mm. he he had the ammunition in the people. I think he really could have if if he wasn't. You know, obviously focus on his corporate business of running a label and his, you know, his movies and stuff like that. I genuinely think that. Mm. No, you don't think so? no, not at all. I don't think that he's a gangster. I think that they did a good job of showing that he was somebody who uh, benefited off the gangster lifestyle. Uh, I don't think that he even knows that life which is why tony and those guys were so confused later on when he was talking about suing going to court i think mm -hmm. they thought because he was black because he had this image that that was the way or the angle that he was wanting to go with it when they mm -hmm. met him uh but I, I don't even think that crossed his mind nor do i i don't think that he has the network set up for that like mm -hmm. tony and them are real gangsters like they gotta yeah. like the difference with raising Kane, like she was in a drug gang you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying so she had connections she was a real gangster too when mm -hmm. they cruise went to battling, I don't. I I didn't look at him as a real gangster, mm -hmm. uh, the massive genius dude. I didn't look at his crew as real gangsters. Not meaning that they weren't tough. Mm -hmm. Like if they had to kick Tony and them ass right then, they could have did that. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't intimidated by Tony and them, but I felt okay. as if that they were professionals. Like we really <laughs> are professionals, and it's good. And, and okay. it's a interesting uh, position, viewpoint, whatever it may be to chase put the situation or scenario in because you usually have that thought process with white people. But here you're looking at Tony and them like the goon, thug, ignorant people who trying to fight and, you know, yeah. bring violence. And I never in my mind, it's why it's interesting and I let you finish that you yeah. say that because yeah. that never really crossed my mind that they would even go to. I never took, and that's why I think Bokeem Woodbine did such a good job. Mm -hmm. He always came up to me as and it sounds like a diss in our world that we come from. But in this scenario, it's not. I'm using it as praise. He was a studio gangster. Okay. 
in the sense of like, bro, I'm not. Are you serious? I know who y'all are. I'm not trying to do any of that with you. I'm going to get my lawyers. I'm going to keep making all of my money yeah. and yeah. we'll figure this out that way. So I didn't. I, if they had to go to watch. Yes. Tony then would have watched him, I think. OK, but 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 he do you think he's riding away because he did reveal later that he killed a man. I mean, he was underage, no. but he did kill a man. Yeah, I feel like that was that's probably how he got famous in rap. That story. I killed a man <laughs> and it was on some accident shit. Nigga was probably trying to rob him. He was, he was putting his hands on my mama, yeah, so I shot him yeah, type deal. Crazy. Yeah, something like that. Just like Lil Wayne shot, I got shot. I shot, by, I shot, shot myself. You nigga. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's like shit like that. That's, how, that's what I got from him, though. But again. Oh, you killing my whole thing. Usually, <laughs> usually when we have in this conversation, it's a diss, though. Yeah. However, I think the great job that they did with those guys in this episode is I'm saying this as praise, like because mm. you very rarely see the black people in that position. Yeah. I'm saying this is not honey. they ain't the thugs here. Those, okay. <laughs> those right. unruly thug motherfuckers is the ones just trying to go to war and do all of this shit, which was wow. you know, I enjoyed that. that that's a, you, you. You killed that because now you're saying that it does make sense. That's why you get those, the later panning, how they pan out for his mansion and kind of like it's you're right you're absolutely right they're they're showing now that you're putting it in focus they're showing that the soprano crew they're the thugs in the episode do you dealing with black people that are normally looked at as thugs they're not the thugs here they're corporate this is the his entourage real so, legitimate business you know here. yeah then we get tony with the you know the the fortune 500 guys over here so Tony and them were really the th that's crazy. Yes, yes. You, that's yeah, what added to it too. Yeah, yeah, you killed that, bro. The, you even had the other side of it—the straight corporate white dudes—and they looking at. They were so fascinated by yeah. it. But yes, yeah. absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Wow, that was a good point. All right, so there we go to dinner with the Kuzumanos, man. And Dr. Melfi never really seems... This was interesting to me from the sense of Dr. Melfi is never really comfortable mm -hmm. in these settings. Yeah. And I'm maybe it's because they're trying to paint her as a more forward thinker than you would usually have in these more liberal okay. circles. Mm -hmm. But usually when she's having dinner, whether it was here, whether it was the other scenarios with her family and ex, it come off real get outish. Mm, oh, you yeah. know, I voted for Barack two times. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Facts. And she's the only one actually like seeing how it's coming off sort of how daniel lacour or whatever his name was mm -hmm. wasn't get out like y'all y'all hearing this shit yeah so i always find it interesting i'm wondering and what it left me wondering is where is dr melfi's place because mm -hmm. it's not with those people it's not with tony mm -hmm. and the people that he is it, it definitely left me wondering and going to pay attention now throughout the series is if we ever see dr melfi's tribe hmm Dang, did we ever see her tribe? I, 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 go ahead. I know we haven't yet. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. think you have to give it too much thought, but just yeah. as you look, mm -hmm. I want to pay attention to like, does she ever really, where did she let her hair down at? Where is, where's her tribe at? Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, I think, I think her and Carmela, and I'm not going to reveal nothing, but I think her and Carmela could get along in a different, space mm. because I, I i i i think melfi has like you said that forward thinking aspect she's ready for forward thinking like she's like i can cure you i can help you i can 
help you turn that corner. Like I believe in the science. I believe in the psychology. I believe in the work that we're doing. So, and, and there's a scene later on where she talks about, <laughs> I used the clip this week, but like homosexuality and even her forward thinking in that with some of the mob guys going to prison and speaking to that. Um, so yes, I think she does have a forward thinking this. I do think in a different life, I think her and Carmela could get along because Carmela, she's in the lifestyle I'm not going to necessarily say forward thinking, but she's in this, the lifestyle. So I think that she would be able, them two would be able to have conversations in real, real time, I think in a, in a different world, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, just a lot of douchebag syndrome right here. I just, I straight here, Kanye, let's have a toast for the douchebags, <laughs> bro. I just immediately. Yeah. That was definitely what they were trying to relay. I get that 100%. They call him neighbor with no neck. I wonder what that means. I don't know. Muscle head or something, I guess. And that's what I was thinking. That's, right. that's funny. All right. So from there, Chris and A got, get to go see uh, whatever the fuck dude name was. The terrible band name. Uh, but they get to go see him live. And mm-hmm. Massive is there as well. Mm-hmm. When did you start picking up on the I'm trying to smash your chick vibes from Massive <laughs> going towards eight because Chris definitely wasn't picking it up by now. It's it's I definitely didn't I didn't I still didn't pick it up here. If, if really I, I started picking up like I want to do business, but your girl look good like she's fine like I, I see her and I'm 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 looking, but I'm not so much buying into like trying to get her yet but it's so now watch it it's all there it was there in the burger joint that's what i was about to say back in the burger <laughs> joint he, he shooting this shot there man like he, he just throwing dirty the cast in the water. yeah definitely dirty like i can take his he was looking yeah. at her like i, I can take like a rapper <laughs> yeah I, I can definitely take his business that's his thing yes, yes. he went into it and it's so funny that chris missed it too yeah it, um um yeah any thoughts on the band Visiting like day. It. I think that's their name. Visiting day. Such uh, a terrible name. You, you don't like you like the other one? I forgot what the other I name I was. Liked, I hated all of this. There was okay. one part of this that I hated. I hated all of this. I mean, I there was one part of this that I really liked, but the rest okay. of all of the band situation, I hate. I can see that. Uh, I, I wasn't mad at it, but I did think, I really didn't think they were that bad, to be honest. I, I, it sounds like the Meow song? No, no, that whole. No, 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 no. I I, that was like to me that even they was they performing brand. right there on stage. On the stage, I was like, "Yo, this is straight." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't listen, Lincoln Park like or indie rock. Yeah, it was I like don't some know. Indie rock shit. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I was like, bro, I was strictly a, basing it off the meow song. Oh, the meow is horrible. We'll get there. That was but terrible. God, that, that was horrible. Um, All right. Back to the Cusimano's house. The scene that I was talking about. Melfi sneaks away, goes to the bathroom, looks through the mirror, hears the grunting. Mm-hmm. This animal in the wild in his own habitat. She gets to see Tony Soprano at his house. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about this scene? Does it uh, do anything for you? It don't do a whole lot for me. It just it is like that, like you said, kind of weird. But she's even looking out there like all weird. Like I don't even know what to make of her face. It's like she kind of looking like sensual, but like curious. Like I don't know. It may be an acting direction at that moment, but it's like she just had a weird look on her face. But I thought it was interesting that the Kuzamanos had a bidet. I, I was like, oh, mm. all right. I, I just thought that was like a small little detail that she stepped on. I was like, oh, that was that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing really. Days, yeah. I don't think. Hold on. How would they? How would she have heard him from the basement? 
Maybe the window was up. One was up. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because remember they they went in that window later on. I think. Mm. And 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 they know he he can leave that open. Everybody know, like he said, the safest. You kidding me? It's the safest neighborhood in the block. Boy, that's a good way to look at it. Sometimes it is facts. (laughs) All right, from there, um, Chris and Aid they talk about Richie. She says she believes in Richie, so Chris believes in her. Yeah. Again, we don't got to stay here too long, but I do like how Chris was fucking with her this episode. Yeah, supporting her dreams, like kind of until he couldn't. But yeah, I think that he did a good job in trying to help set her up. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think it 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 ties back to the last episode legend of Tennessee Montesanti how she supported him with his two lines. You know what I'm saying? So, he trying to do right. the same in return here, but I think we're getting early signs here that they're not good. We got that club reaction. And then mm-hmm. uh it says that the leader, he lived with his mom and he's over 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a disability, Maurice man. Oh, man. I didn't, I didn't know he had a disability. <laughs> okay, that see that recontextualizes yeah. everything. I didn't catch that. Some kind of disability. It was bullshit disability. But it <laughs> oh, was some kind of. Disability. I can't wait till we get to the studio. <laughs> but yeah, that's easily it. one of my favorite scenes. Oh man, studio, I guess. Wait. All right, so we finally get a Tony and Doctor Melfi session. Um, Tony and Doctor Melfi talk about the average white man. Oh, this was a good conversation. Yes, it was. Uh, Tony was talking about just the average Caucasian, how he felt different. Not skin tone, but more so just feel. Mm-hmm. This was good to me because as black men, we deal with this shit all the time everywhere. Yeah. Which is why I could see why you say bottom five episodes by the public. Soprano is not a black show. So not a lot of black mm-hmm. men, I would say, are commenting on those polls. Mm-hmm. You poll black men about this episode, they will 100% feel where Tony is coming from. Oh, yeah. And being in those spaces, having those interactions from the golf course to the barbecue, even here having the conversation with Dr. Melfi. Right. Yeah, I'm like them, but I ain't shit like them. Yeah. To sum it all up. You know what? You know what I think is almost maybe an equivalent to it? I think um, some of our some of our brothers that are like you know from Africa or Nigeria, mm. like like where they 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 came over here at a certain point, even mm. still accent still pretty thick, but good English you know they they've been over here, but they don't we don't look at each other the same. Like they look at us as lazy. They look at us like oh you privileged. I had to work every day in my life, and they act like <laughs> we're like the worst people almost in certain facets because of their struggle versus ours but we look at them differently like y'all just came over here y'all get to ride the wave of our culture we established this through slavery built this country and y'all come over here and and look at us funny so i think it's not the same thing it's uh the italian versus the the caucasian as he puts it but i think that's a similar thing i i believe that happens um so yeah this this was great commentary my goodness it was. Um, and even going on to another thing that we would deal with is the friend group thing. Like trying to have mm-hmm. you ever been in this situation trying to expand your friend group? Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like trying to just meet especially at this age in life. For us as men, it's really hard. Yeah, it is. You don't know how you really people irritate you, you know, like your tolerance is a little bit it's, you know. it's a lot, dude. Like yeah. so meeting new friends. It was good seeing Tony going through this as a middle aged man as well because I have some of the same views, one hundred percent. Okay, so yeah, that uh, was good. I did like uh, she spoke about Kuzumano and he says he's Sunday gravy out of a jar. 
out of a jar. Which is, yeah. he's inauthentic. Like, he's Italian, but he's an inauthentic Italian to him. Pasta, mm. that's pasta sauce out of a jar. I know that some Italians, they, call, they call it gravy. And I've even seen that on Instagram. Where they be like, man, they be like, so I took the pasta sauce. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, y'all don't make it from scratch. From You know what I mean? So they, he yeah. looks at Cusimano that way, which is funny, because I know we definitely do that in our community. Thanks. And Tony is proud that Dr. Melfi saw his house. You know, yeah, what was that? Proud. He wanted to know, bitch, I'm balling. <laughs> you know what I do. You oh, know you what saw, I do. And I, yeah, I'm house, right here huh? with Mono and all these other people. I got the big boy house too now. I'm their and neighbors. Yeah, he was proud of that. Wow, that was tight. Fix. And from there we go to Tony at the barbecue. Uh, having the average white man conversation with average white men. And he sees he doesn't fit in. Mm-hmm. And they're a couple of things at play here. Tony is wanting into their lifestyle to see how it can benefit him. Yeah. They're wanting Tony into their circle to see what they can benefit from him. Mm-hmm. But not even just benefit from him, but we want to tell people that we know you. It yeah. makes us seem tougher, adds to our profile. Mm-hmm. Tony doesn't really get anything from this because they don't want to let him into the financial stuff as we saw with the stocks and things of that nature. So he's mm-hmm. kind of like an outsider. Mm-hmm. And this is where they really start to nail home, uh, in my opinion, the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the zoo thing that I said. Like the they really look yeah. like an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're spot on. Um, uh, yeah. It, it, I've been that person before too. So it's like that feeling like, well, he'll tell a story later on about this, this guy that they had in their group that was kind of the, in fitting that zoo concept. Uh, like you're the inter- tonight's entertainment, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, this was rough. It's just seeing Tony like that, which is great because they pull at our heartstrings and like, we really see him like, dang, they doing our man's any kind of way. Like over here, he's the top dog. You put him over here. He's like the, you know, the, the, the butt of the joke. The butt of the joke. It is crazy to see our mans like that for real. Uh, but they were really trying, like, bro, they was trying to like really man. Oh, yeah, this is I hate I, I can't even I can't even it because this is not that type of podcast. I can't even go in for real. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna have to say that for a Tuesday joint or something. But yeah, yeah. that was because I definitely want to ask you about that scenario that you ran, but yeah, we do want Sopranos now. So we'll save it for another week of the books. All right. Um, from there, Hesh is listening to the music, mm-hmm. trying to save a fucking dime. I didn't realize what was going on right here until later, but mm-hmm. he was just listening back, going through old catalog, trying to figure out if he was going to pay that $400,000 tab. Yeah. Would you, anything? This wasn't really much. Yeah, well, the scene before I forgot, but how Carmella just immediately was eating that that whole stock market thing up, eating yeah. that whole thing up like with no research for real. Like I was like, uh, I feel like Carmella could fit more than Tony could if in this suburban white space just to get that sidebar off. Mm. What do you think? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I think she's just as unpolished as Tony is, okay. as we see in later seasons, just from okay. her interactions with people outside of this world. Gotcha. Maybe that's my bias right here. I should feel like what you're saying, though. I should feel like she can fit in, but knowing what I know about the rest of the series and what uh, we've seen, I know that she doesn't, you know? Okay. So, yeah, right here, it does look like she could have pulled it off. 
Okay. You know, she kind of sitting back. She listening. You know, she playing a position. So yeah, you're right. Okay. But you know that ain't the, she. Just, she probably worse off than Tony is in that world. Oh man, in my opinion, we'll get to that definitely. Um, uh, but back to the Hesh. Uh, the line that I didn't uh, point out earlier on the farm is he's talking about like how he helped little black kids <laughs> help get them out the hood, basically get them out the ghetto. It's so the word. Yeah. <laughs> so you're I, you're right. I did not catch him trying to listen for samples, like listening for these things. Yeah, he was looking for a way back in. Man, y'all got you, this on me. I'm gonna use this on y'all. Man, did I, do you, I, do you do you think at, at at all he felt any any guilt? Hell no. This is a dirt ball, man. Dang. This is a fucking slime ball. He's only way the cockroach was able to survive all of these. Scenes, he might be man. the worst because he he finessed yeah, the black black people like like he is like a slime like, ball. He don't finesse anybody, and he and sleeps he, with black women. Yeah, I knew you was finesse. <laughs> you know I'm yeah, going there. Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. He is yeah. a 100 percent culture vulture. Yeah, yeah, facts. All right. From there, we go to probably the best scene of the fucking episode, man. Yes. Um, <laughs> next day, what's their name? Visiting day. Visiting day. Visiting day is on take number 62. Did you peep that? Yes, I did. Take That's in my number notes. 62 yeah. of trying to record this song. And this is the third day that Chris mm -hmm. has been paying for this. I did some $300 an hour. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So anybody that looks at this and kind of feels sorry for what happened to uh, what is his name? Stevie. Stevie. That, that, let's call him Stevie. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Stevie for this. But he got the hits played on him. And this whole thing, how it played out with yeah. the engineer thinking it was terrible. Yeah. The frustration building up. That was sign number Chris, three right there. Yeah, that was sign number three. Chris trying to give him some coke. He doesn't do drugs. It's just sign number four. How you going to be a good musician and don't do any drugs? Uh, man, oh man. And then Chris has had it. He has fucking had it. Yeah, the bro. Guy <laughs> Hold on, because you going too, you going too Go fast, bro. Hold on. Because it's like, I'm not, it's not a crazy breakdown. It's just the moments like the engineer, like you said, the engineer is out of it. But let's just fast forward up a little bit, like you said. They come out of there. He started to find out like what's going on, and he's like, "Hold on, wait, wait, wait! Enlighten me, the engineer. What What do you think the problem is? Because Chris, like, this is not my space, bro. I'm a mob guy. I don't know nothing about this." The engineer tells him like they ain't got a hook and all that, but he's like, "All right." He moves his woman out of the way. I've now I've been here. I have mm. definitely been here. It was like, "All right, boo, watch out," because this you ain't getting it to where it need to go. Hey, I'm not fucking around anymore. Spike up. Like, get to it, bro. He's like, dude, I'm in rehab. Like, this nigga was not going. I'm not. So here's the math. This is just a, a theory. Not even that. Wait, wait, wait. Just okay. get to the math. Right. <laughs> I'm in rehab as yes. he slowly starts to put his jacket on and tell Chris, what's the big deal? Kinko's gave me through five days. Boy. <laughs> Man, this boy, dude, I loved how yes. he just kept building it. This is similar to the bakery scene. Yes, that's what, yeah, see. Yeah, I love yeah. Christopher's temper. His yeah. temper is so funny because it's like 
some people it would seem like it came out of nowhere but to me i always see it coming with christopher like with his his anger and it's the funniest thing to me bro like like versus tony where tony like he'll look for a second and jump right into it like what's your problem you know he'll jump into it but like chris you'll see the build up like so right here he pointed at her like yo chill out like get get back to work nah it ain't over so <laughs> dude <laughs> Chris but, got big fuck around and find out energy. Yeah, oh. like that's that he is the epitome of fuck around and find out. Oh, I love, like you said, I love it every time yes. that I see it build up. And not to skip any, but the funniest part, yeah, was when he told he beat him with the guitar, <laughs> told him to get back to work, and he said we'll play the songs on a fucking ukulele. <laughs> Boy, let's go, because this is my money. I'm funding this. I'm funding this, bro. Ooh, what was the math? So the, here's the map. This is just, I, I just try to do something. So Adriana's upset. $300 an hour for three right. days, right. 62 takes. Let's say it's an eight hour sessions. They're, they're okay. in here for eight hours. So that's 20 takes a day. Okay. That's, and so that means he would have paid $7,200 already just for a demo. Spike up. <laughs> bro spike up man jesus christ even uh, if half that even if it was half that it was still three thousand yeah for for yeah. some like nobodies you know what i mean like these dudes are not you don't really for a demo like you said for a demo these niggas for a nigga to live in his basement for a black dude who what runs a rap label <laughs> what you do for your women man what men do for women man it goes he said way. get back in the booth <laughs> like this hilarious yeah. i loved i loved all of it all of it anything else you have from that that's it man i i can run great can christopher day moment. yes great christopher. great christopher moment top 10 so from here we go to carm on the phone buying stock mm -hmm. and here's the thing okay you said that they were doing carmella wrong when they were talking about her in the burger joint but as metal walks in and hear her here's her mom mm -hmm. on the phone attempting to buy stock mm -hmm. she's just as dismissive and doubtful as they are okay adriana and chris so it seems as if that's the overlying thought process about carmella throughout everybody in this world which is what let's say you what yeah, I mean, what, what, what like what what is nothing the but like a you're you're a homemaker. Like, why are you trying to be in the stock market? You're not that smart. Mm -hmm. Just like you're a homemaker, make homes. Because so Meadow was about... literally like, "What are you doing? Like, you don't you have no <laughs> clue. Like, what the fuck are you got? Stop." Okay. So, so she it's, it's like she's trying to put herself on a, like a equal ground with people, but she has nothing to to show for. Which why? Where later... would you have gotten this information? Is I think how everybody is looking at her. Okay. Which is it's a perception like they don't know her life. I would yeah. say, yeah. She says CNBC is a very interesting channel. Okay, but from Adriana's perspective, from Chris's perspective, from Meadows' perspective, all you do is spend Tony's money and go mm. to the grocery store, go to the mall, do aerobics, come yeah. back home, cook dinner. Like that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. So, you know that now that kind of pushes home a little bit more on Adriana going trying to go so hard on. You the know, new generation, just yeah, like the Chris. talent. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of that. That's way ahead of his time too. Come mm -hmm. looking at where we are from twenty twenty three, but that is Absolutely. funny. Like, like uh, when when Meadow comes in here, like I I used this before on a meme, but like it's the face that she has, bro, is hilarious. She was like, 
I don't know. I don't know, mom. Like, <laughs> like not even I don't know. Like, I know you can't. Like, it's serious doubt there. Not even just like a little bit of doubt. It's like, bitch. Dude. She looked at her like, bitch, get out. Bro, of here. like, but I mean, can we, can they be mad at us? Like, bro, I'm trying to really get something established. I think that's why later on, well, we know she go tries to go hard on something else, but she still don't quite. But I think set aside that her trying to establish things, again, she ain't built it. The, the problem with Carmella is it's not so much that she's trying to because you're going to try and fail. That's a part of it. The problem is she's not willing to start from the ground up. That's, that's why people problem. look at her that way. Absolutely. Exactly. You want the, the handicap. Because yeah. it's always like, where did it come from? Where did this come from? I'm use some of Tony's money. You then I'm going to start houses? it. Yeah, like what happened? Like what? What are yeah, you talking about? Exactly. So that's her problem, which we see her and uh, Meadow get into that whole conversation later, later, later. But yeah, that's the big, big issue with her. But they, they go to the spa and they have a little mother daughter thing. And I like that. That's cool. Yeah, she was trying to play off losing that money. Uh, <laughs> oh, we found that out right here. No, nah, we didn't. I just I uh, <laughs> really on that. So um, from there, Tony goes golfing with the group of average white men. That yes. should be a band name, Average White Man. Average White Man. Uh, yeah. A, <laughs> this is where we really start to see that Tony doesn't fit in with this crowd and how uncomfortable that Tony feels about it and how he kind of fucks with them and regains the upper oh, hand as well. Oh, man. Brilliant Tony Soprano scene here. Yes. Uh, finally realizing that, you know what? This shit ain't for me. Fuck them. Fuck this. I'm going to you know, go ahead and do the thing. Uh, I liked it. I liked the scene. I liked how uh, Kuzumano felt like he was kind of in the middle, but then mm -hmm. couldn't help himself because, like you said, he's so attracted to the yeah. flag, attracted to the flame. I think that this scene went really well to grand opening, grand closing with Tony trying to be an average white man. Yes. Do you think uh, Melfi's, her ex-husband, he's like one of these white men? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, like like a Cusimano because he is Italian. Yeah, 100%. so he's okay. So he's that. Uh, he's a great jar, Italian. Jar, jar, I mean, jar Italian. Yeah, jar Italian. Yo, that's cold jar Italian. Jar Italian. Come on, that's crazy. We need an equivalent for black people. Like, I mean, what we say Oreos, or something. But anyway, um, uh, I just thought they said something about you know they asked about the Godfather. They say, man, the scene, uh, the picture of Gigante shot with the cigar in his mouth was beautiful. Like, this is a beautiful real. Hit. Bro, beautiful, beautiful he talking about hit like it's like it somebody <laughs> talking to us about like like yeah man that's dope man it's dope whoa what who taught yeah. you that like that i see that yeah man come on like but uh yeah man all kind of stuff they and then they asked about this the john Gotti thing bro oh man <laughs> yeah it's time this is the last straw for Tony. that was so great dude like this whole mm. ice cream chuck john Gotti thing oh man i loved it i so yeah. loved that yeah this was great this, this is good. Great story by Tony, one hundred percent. Yeah. All righty. From there, man, Chris and A they played a demo for Massive, and then for Hesh, and then I guess he takes it other places as well. Mm -hmm. Had you picked up by now oh, what Massive yeah. was trying to do? Okay, it was very yeah. obvious by this scene, right? I mean, they gave us Chris look. The Chris look. If you didn't catch it, then by the time you see Chris's look, you should know. Chris like, oh, okay, this motherfucker. Yeah. He ain't realized 100%. too, cause he, Chris got, she's a smokehouse, but she's loyal. So, <laughs> massive is probably used to dealing with dudes with females where he's he can trump them by his money, his his clout, whatnot, and he just don't realize like she's not, 
she's just not going, bro. Like, as much as you come in, you're trying to, like, play into a fake invest just to get the draws. She ain't going, bro. Yeah, you're not going to get her that way. But I did like the uh, shirt, though. The shirt was nice. Yeah, I liked uh, Hesh just completely. Hesh tried to be nice <laughs> about it. Then Chris kept pushing. He's like, man, get oh, this shit out of my I'm Wasting my goddamn Number time. four. Get the fuck out of here. That was yeah, number four the right there. Out of here. Number four, what do you mean? The fourth sign that they, they're not good. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely right. All right, from there, Tony and Melfi, a session again. He talks about Jimmy Stash and his cleft palate and how he was the oh, butt man. of a joke in the group. Tony talks about how he felt that way out playing golf with the average white men. Oh, man. Vulnerable is, moment for Tony. This is heavy, bro. Uh, I'll just share it. I'll just share it here quickly. Uh, back back in the two thousands when they came out the song just like music, you remember that that da, 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 they had that sample. So I was trying to fit in with the popular kids, and so I kept doing. I would do that, and then they would be cracking up. So then after a while, that became my shtick. Hey, Marius, do the thing again. I w- I did it so much, I got in trouble. Like just to make them laugh, it didn't it didn't give me nothing, but. Like and I realized like back then it's like bro you're a joke they still didn't want you eating at their lunch table, like you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah, I was caught up in the sauce then. So like what I seen is it just took me way back to middle school immediately. But yeah, I think like, we've all done that though. I think that's a human thing. I have one of those stories. It wasn't to stick to fit in at all though. Obviously, I mean I just didn't have <laughs> this guy. You the guy. I just didn't have that experience. I'm sorry. But no, at football practice, I used to do this was wrestling was prop popular and I got in trouble for it too. I used to do the rock thing, like with the the eyebrow and oh yeah. Man, like I would uh-huh. do the whole thing. Like it would piss the coaches off. Everybody would be laughing. <laughs> and one day I just got in trouble for that. But I used to do that shit That's every tight. day. Yeah, so yeah, like, but again, like you said, everybody absolutely. I take my helmet off and do the oh, whole yeah. like oh, thing yeah. <laughs> way back in the day when I was more outgoing. But yeah, uh, I had the gold team shining and stuff. But yeah, that was. But again, like you say, you look back at it, you realize that people mm-hmm. in some of those cases, I mean, everybody wasn't laughing with me. Some people, like you said, uh, are laughing yeah. at you. I was yeah, definitely so. laughed at. <laughs> I'm sure those coaches didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did. But yeah, oh man, um, so yeah. All right, so now Tony and Melfi they talk about the the cleft palate. They talk about Tony being used. Vulnerable moment for Tony. Good scene. Good mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Here we got massive and Hesh trying to come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And this is the scene like I think that stood out the most to me um, when they realize what they're dealing with. They realize again that they what we talked about earlier. They are the guys on the bottom of the totem pole. Y'all are the guys regarded as the thugs who don't have. Mm-hmm. the necessary resources to do anything about this besides violence. Usually yeah, it's the right. black people portrayed that way. And it's not the black people portrayed that way, which is why I like this episode. Hmm. It's the Tony them portrayed that the only recourse that you guys would have is violence. Me, I have lawyers and I pay a nice <laughs> retainer. Yeah. So it seemed like Tony had a little phones. respect for him though. You, you know, he, it, he, it wasn't, kind of, he wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess he's not looking like a, yeah. He carries it differently from the white guys who Tony had been going back and forth mm. with throughout the episode. I think that was a great point that you made them showing his face because Tony was like, hmm, yeah, okay, I okay. get it. But I think that that came from all of the Kuzumano on the golf course and how goofy they are with it mm-hmm. and trying to box him out or whatnot. And this dude was like, nah, I'm, I'm, it's totally, the totally different. 
side of the Richter scale, I thought. Yeah, it is. But I, I still like that line. Like when he kind of gives his resume real quick, he, he said, I killed a man. He let it breathe. Like this, I don't know if that was an acting choice. We try to stay in the world of it, but just it, the way he let it breathe, I killed a man. Then after that, I went, I went to got my degree in urban planning. So I feel like again, now that you're saying it's like, okay, he's he is riding that wave, but I mean, nonetheless, he did body somebody. Like, you know, even though he was underage, he was in juvenile, but um I just I really like this dude. Like he and this is our profile picture on Instagram. Y'all can go find follow us there. But I, I had to. I mean, he's the strongest, to me, the strongest black character of the whole show, hands down. Um, there's nobody stronger. Get this much airtime. Uh, but yeah. What? That, that, Wait, I missed that. You said he's the strongest black strong, character in the whole show? On, 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 yeah. Dude, I mean, who else get this much airtime? now? Or are you saying period? I'm trying to think who Noah? else. Man, get out of here, dog. He. <laughs> you tried it. That's crazy. That's a good one. My you know guy, what? Noah, Noah might be Noah might down, be for man. a debate, but he lucky I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Young Noah was holding it down. <laughs> he man. was though. He got some he got some clock. Yeah, he did. But how uh, how good is Hesh really that good or does he got guys where he found that sample because he was like, Oh, why you want me to give you the four hundred? Yeah, Hesh is user. He got, he got yeah, guys yeah. that listened and found the samples. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. I don't yeah. I, don't I thought he was too cheap to hire somebody. I'm not giving him any credit. Maybe okay. he did find him. You know what? I'm yeah. not calling him good for it. I'm nah, calling him good. cheap for it. I'm calling him cheap. Definitely <laughs> cheap. Yeah. He was so cheap. He sit there for hours and listened oh, to me. Found the that's that, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. There we go. All right. From there, man, they get to the end of that. Wrapped up tight with a bow. Just a few more things for the episode that have mm -hmm. to be addressed. And that's Chris and Adriana mm -hmm. realizing that their little music venture is a wrap. As Adriana tries on different dresses, Chris is trying to soften the blow. Tells her, look, man, your boy some slaw. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking with him. I done took him everywhere around town. Nobody's fucking with him. And the only reason that Massive like him is because he's trying to fuck you. Delivery could have been a little better. Okay. I was very, I, I really was liberal with how I laid it, but Chris wasn't much better. Okay. I think one of the major parts of this is Chris just doesn't know how to talk to Adrian. He doesn't know how to lay this out to her yeah. softly. Mm -hmm. And that's where they struggle with it. What'd you get from this? I, there was one thing. I'm sorry. It was one little thing. This is a, kind of a good detail. Right before the end of that last scene, Paulie walks in and he says, they call themselves gangsters. Like, and we he remember, was taking off his shirt. He was ready. He had a vest yeah, and shit on. Yeah, yeah the vest on everything. And, and, you know, of course, we get said, it's a new here, day. But still, but <laughs> right. at the beginning of the episode, Paulie bodied somebody. It's just another day for me, bro. You said yeah, it's a different world for Paulie. Yeah, yeah I'm he's from real. I'm, I'm a real really, deal gangster. I'm bro. from that. Like, even we'll yeah. get to reveal later that he was in the army. You know what I mean? At one point. So, but. Like, I think that's interesting because the episode starts with Polly Body. This is another day for me. You talking about you killed a man, singular? <laughs> you call themselves <laughs> gangster. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. So I thought that was cool. But uh, back to the Adriana, uh, Chris. Look, we've been there. We all been there, y'all. It's like you hate to break this bad news to your girl. You really do. But I'm sorry. It's not working. Whatever it is that you got to break to, like you try to really be nice, but it's like I got it. It's not working. And she and she took it all the way personal. Like, oh, you're saying I'm not talented. You're saying I'm not good at your. It's like uh, it's it's your first try. It didn't work. 
Ah, bless her heart. <laughs> I don't know else to like. It, it, they sucked. I, you, I, I, I see what you did, but I've already lost money. Like he probably might have lost majority, if not all, of his cut from that from the from that racket. Honestly, because right. yeah. he's not really a, uh, a a big player right now, so his cut probably ain't as big as the rest of them when it comes to that type of you know finesse. So he mm-hmm. might have used all of it on the studio, at least a lot, most of it. Yeah, that's a fact. That is one hundred percent a fact. So, okay, yeah. wrong rough conversation that. for him to have, mm-hmm. man, because Chris was right here, and it just came off wrong. So, yeah, happens a lot to him. I here is the scene we're talking about. Carmelo learns that the spl- the stock did a one three split, which I'm assuming was bad for her, mm-hmm. and she loses money. Um, and then he Tony comes in. Mm-hmm. Tony comes in with the box, fills it with sand. Tells Kuzumano he needs him to take care for him, take care of it for him, plays a little prank on him. Tony's back in his little mischievous bag that we see him in. Um, I like the ending of giving Kuzumano that and making him look like the dickhead because he's been the dickhead throughout the entire episode. So, yeah. Way to put a bow on it. (laughs) Yep. I love it. Yeah, I love that. That was dope. Funny. Um, You know, hold this for me. I may come back in a month or so. Good, good, just good play. And it's cool. It's cool that Tony ain't had to body nobody. He had to hurt nobody. He had to, you know. I like this, like they did in Down Neck with the coach. Okay, we we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna take a violent approach. So I, I like that. So this is that was that was a good ending. I, I'm with that for sure. Now that you say that, it didn't have to do nothing violent. That's I think that's the reason that people probably hate this episode. It's in the mafia episode. Yeah, like this ain't there's nothing mob about none of this episode. So yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, except for the first part. Yeah, first part, probably. Right. Um, All right. We got some awards and some stuff to do before we get out of here, Mo. Yes, we do. As we do here, we like to first rank the episode. I got an idea of how he's going to rank it, but uh, let's go for it. So we got three ranking systems. Uh, We got Made, which is an untouchable episode. We got Good Earner, which is pretty good. And then we got Just Another Envelope, which is cool. We don't really believe there's bad Soprano episodes. I don't believe that, so I don't have it on the ranking system, but uh spike how would you rank this episode it's cool so just another envelope Mm -hmm. okay it was a cool episode what'd you have it i gotta give it good earn i I have to Mm -hmm. i I, it ain't a made episode it if i were to be honest sure it's probably just another envelope as far as the everything that happened with it but the reason i'm putting it at good earner is because again to me this is like the strongest black lead you got out of this and i have to for the sake of a part of our the element of our show plus he is our profile picture as well and uh i just i gotta give it to it's like he was a worthy opponent to me you know what i mean Mm. so uh that's that broken balls award who you think took the biggest l on this episode Mm. hesh really yeah hesh had some people just out of like because think about this right this shit happened 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And because I know Tony Soprano and because his nephew thinks it's cool mm-hmm. to bring these nigg, for lack of a better word, in <laughs> Hesh's mind, these niggers to my house <laughs> because you owe them a like, Who the fuck are these people? Why are y'all even in my space and my existence? So mm-hmm. he took the big L from even having to engage, even if he had to pay the 400K or not. Again, like Tony said, lawyer fees and now this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just because Chris owed somebody a favor. Wow. Why does why is this nigga about me? Why do I know this dude? Wow. He did make a comment about that earlier. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go 
It's hard. It's like between visiting day Chris or Adriana. Uh, I'll probably say Chris. I'm going to say Chris. L? Yeah. Because mm, of the he, money he, he lost. He lost that money. Like, he lost that money. So he lost the investment. He, his girl mad at him. I imagine, you know, Heshnam mad at him. You know what I mean? So he didn't really gain anything from this episode. You know, he really lost. He got that come up at the beginning, and it all goes downhill from there. Adriana don't take as much of an L because it wasn't her money. It was her time. Um, and visiting day, they're going to go back to being bum a bum band trying to make it like they were before. So I, I definitely will go uh, Chris on this episode. Uh, and then lastly, you can pick one of each or one specific thing, your funniest moment, the flyest moment, and your favorite moment. My funniest would definitely be Chris in the studio. Yep, same. Uh, 100%. My favorite, I mean, well, that was the funniest, excuse me. Mm -hmm. My favorite would be uh, them coming to the conclusion and Tony realizing that this is a different type of person that he's dealing with. When, when, uh, what when was he that? was talking to Massive on the phone and you said he had this oh. look like he was impressed. That that yeah. whole conversation when, mm -hmm. you know, they were talking about, I guess I will let our lawyers handle it. That was, mm -hmm. one of, that was my favorite moment. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one? The Flyers. Uh, when Chris was sitting on the pool table with the hill figure jumpsuit, man, I believe I had that. <laughs> Damn, I was thinking, man, I might have had that Tommy right. Hill figure. That yeah, was probably that back, I used to love Tommy Hill figure. Yeah, that used to be my shit. Yeah, that was the yeah, that was definitely that definitely jumped out to me. The the hill figure shit. What about uh, you? Funny, same thing. Uh, the studio scene. Um, the flyest got to go. Massive G when they did that that shot where he was on the phone and they did that spread of like. It could be that or that when Chris came into the mansion. One yeah. of those. Either way, it's Matt Massive's uh, mansion. Uh, and then my favorite moment is the, the conversation he had with Melfi that last time with the, the, the Jimmy with the cleft chin. It was like, dang, bro. that it, it changed my whole outlook on white, different kind of white people. Like before that, I mm -hmm. thought it was all the same. Um, but, but yeah, so that is our episode. This is a... A hit is a hit episode 10 of Sopranos Good Earners Thank y'all for coming back If y'all want to hit us up Y'all can hit us up GoodEarnerPod at gmail.com Also we are on Instagram GoodEarnerPod underscore Sopranos Y'all can DM us with questions, comments Y'all can find us on YouTube as well We got the visual joint And hopefully we'll have some merch coming here real soon But thank y'all for tuning in And always remember Don't forget about it